I'm telling you, if xenon emits ultraviolet light, then those dark matter discoveries must be wrong. Yes, well, if we lived in a world where slow-moving xenon produced light, then you'd be correct. Also, pigs would fly, my derriere would produce cotton candy, and the Phantom Menace would be a timeless classic. Oh, you're so arrogant. If you're a superhero, your name would be Captain Arrogant. And you know what your superpower would be? Arrogance. <laughs> You're wrong again. If my superpower were arrogance, my name would be Dr. Arroganto. <laughs> I love watching Raj and Sheldon try to work together. Yeah, it's like if Alien and Predator decide to go partners in a Jamba Juice. <laughs> Has it occurred to you you're missing the big picture? If you look at neutron scattering data... Oh, Penny, Penny. What's up? Nothing. I just wanted to make Raj stop talking. <laughs> no, no, no. He won. Suck it up. You guys if you want dessert but i know sheldon doesn't eat dessert on tuesdays and even if raj wanted something he couldn't tell me howard won't order anything but he will come up with some sort of skeevy comment involving the words pie or cheesecake and leonard's lactose intolerant so he can't eat anything here without his intestines blowing up like a balloon animal well, hang on a second i could have the fruit platter you want the fruit platter does it have melon on it yeah no i can't eat melon <laughs> oh howard heads up your ex-girlfriend just came in for her shift when was the last time you saw her? Well, since we broke up. Wow. How am I gonna play this? Sophisticated and relaxed, friendly, non-committal, cold and distant. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. I see you decided to go with pathetic and frightened. <laughs> it's one of his best moves. Expansion started. Wait, the earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery. It all started with a big bang. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of PMS, the Perpetual Motion Squad, a Big Bang Theory podcast. And we're your hosts, Big Bang Theory super fans, married couple cat. And Paul. Who continues to roll his eye at me, but get eyes at me because the eyes. intro gets bigger and better every single uh, time I do it. You know, by the time that we get to episode, the last episode of season 12, she'll probably be Peter Pantsless doing the, uh, the hey! intro. So, so she'll just be absolutely, you, you'll just, you know, it'll be like fireworks and everything will be going on over there. So No need to be, no need to be crass. <laughs> now, before we get started on this week's episode, I have got some questions and answers from last week's episode. Okay. So last week's question was, do you have any pets? Now, this was obviously a very um, well-received topic because we had three people Ooh, answer. Ooh, three. Yes. So Dane responded and he said that I am down to one dog. I had four, four a couple of years ago. Bam, bam, dull. I guess it's D-A-H-L. So that yeah, dull. Yep. Dull. Uh, Harley. And uh, it was yeah four yeah four dogs and one so there was a Bam Bam Dull and Harley, and one okay so Bam Bam was a min mini pin mix. Aww, Dull mini was, pins are so cute. Dull was a mini long haired doxy. Aww, and Harley was a doxy coffee mix and an Odie long uh, and an Odie. I don't know what that one is. Okay. 
But either way, we're sorry that you've lost your babies. Um, but the one dog that he's got right now, he's still got a long haired doxy is still alive. Okay. And he has had others before. So thank you, Dane, for that response. Now we have had our response from our very favorite hardcore listener. From our super fan. Wednesday. Yep. Uh, she has a Yorkie called Anna. Aw. And we've had a brand new respondent and brand okay. new person. So okay. Deanna B. So thank okay. you very much, Welcome, Deanna. Deanna. For, yeah, for welcoming to the show. Not currently, but looking to adopt a cat next month. And I love my boyfriend's family's dog, dogs and cats. Awesome. So, You're yes. a good person. And so thank you very much to everyone who responded. Thank you very much, Deanna, for joining the conversation because that's awesome that we get um, new respondents every week. So yep. we've got our three hardcore fans. So everyone that responded, thank you very much. And for... everybody who listens, we're so yeah. glad you're here. Well, I can, you know, let's, let's, let's really go hardcore because, you know, we might as well. It's the beginning of October. It so is October in, 1st. It is October 1st, so we're into the spooky season. Woo-hoo. Now, we don't do any spooky stuff here, but if you no, want to listen Paul to- Paul does do a horror podcast, so if you like spooky stuff, go listen to him over there. Yes, because I've- On I've the horror already, crypt. Yes, because I've already got my um October- Movies already done up there, ready to go. So if you want to go to the horror crypt and listen to some spooky stuff and horror movies, go for it. Because I've got my podcast there now. We've had fifteen, and that's down- called the horror crypt. That is the call of the horror crypt. Now we had fifteen downloads or fifteen plays of the Zazzy substitution. Zazzy. <laughs> As of this week, we've had one thousand four hundred and fifteen downloads of our, of our awesome. Well, we show. love our listeners. We really do. Um, now, as far as the impressions go, okay, so this is what, Honey, what nobody a, cares. I'm talking here. It's exciting <gasps> and important. Now, this is the this is the number of times your show or any of your episodes were shown to anyone on Spotify over the last thirty days. Okay, we have had eight thousand one hundred and fifty five spots on Spotify. Wow. That means we have actually been featured 850 times on the Spotify homepage. And on Spotify searches, people people looking for Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. 7,009. Wow. And out of that, 316 people have put us into their Spotify library. Awesome. Thank so you, everybody. People love us. And it yeah. is humbling and just wonderful that you guys keep coming back every single week to talk to listen to two people so, sitting so- here just talking. So that so while we're at that, if you um, have a minute, please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to us to help us keep bringing in more people. And yes. we'd love it when you invite your friends, to, friends and family to come and join the conversation with us. Absolutely. Now, this week's episode, we are on season four, episode four. Yep. And what is the name of the episode? The, it so is the, the Hot the Troll hot... Deviation. <laughs> and this is the reestablishing um, character that we'll have along the, the line of Bernadette, which is Melissa Rauch's character. Yep. And she comes back into the fold of a going to be a regular on this yes. series. What did we think about this episode? It's one of my favorite episodes. It's a great episode. And I must admit, this is an episode where, as you said to me when we were watching it, from start to finish, it goes so quickly because it's so engaging. I mean, you watch this episode and you're like, holy crap, it's, it, what, it's over? Yeah, exactly. It, actually, it, it just flows so fast 
but it's not fast as they're trying to jam everything in it. It's just so enjoyable. We also get to have um, a couple of cameos from Katie Sackoff and yeah. George Decay on this episode, which is oh my god, wonderful. I love George Decay in this. <laughs> um, and we'll tell you exactly why it is that um, you hear that uh, you hear him in this episode. But it is it's just absolutely wonderful that um, this episode, not this episode, goes so fast and it's wonderful that it goes so fast. But it's just that in just that in, entertaining that we yeah. get to really just yeah enjoy this episode and you even made a, a comment to me which actually I didn't even realize that none of this episode takes place in how in Leonard or Sheldon's apartment this week yep which is really interesting but they spend a lot more time at the cheesecake factory this week as well yep so that and and Caltech that these are the two biggest places that we get to see more often um, in this episode. That well, he's just loving there. stealing my thunder. First, my first piece of trivia, and now my restaurants and takeaways. I didn't tell them anything. <laughs> I was just talking. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we've whittled. I have so down. little to do as it is. And then he won't let me get a word in edgewise. And then he starts stealing my thunder. Well, would you like See what to... I have to put up with people? I know. Isn't it terrible? Could you at that... least put together a question for the end of this week? Or are we going to be scrambling at the end of the episode again? Oh, no. I got a question. Okay. You see, I'm I'm the engine that keeps the show going. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm very happy for you to, to take over the, um, the, the whole show episode. And I can just sit here and just talk to little bits and pieces if you'd like. No, it's okay. Oh, can't you take over just once? Nope. Oh, you're the one who wanted to do this. What the what the Big Bang podcast? Yeah, this was your idea. No, oh, and I am happy to say that all the people that are listening are loving me for doing this because <laughs> they love the Big Bang Theory. Oh, they don't have to live with you. Oh my God! With an anniversary coming up, you think you'd be treading on <laughs> on. Very, very fine line, madam, and thin yeah. ice. Just be careful. Yeah. We're gonna we're coming up on our tenth anniversary, and I've been living with him for almost eleven years. So yeah. And she hasn't got sick of me yet. Nope, I haven't. I keep dating her. It, do- it doesn't mean that I can't tease him, though. Yes, I know. So we open up with this Bounty. episode wow, where wow, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's for the uh, I read episode. <laughs> oh my! Oh, oh my! <laughs> <laughs> You just know that people God, are sitting I love there going, this episode. You just know that people are sitting there going, so let's get uh, on with it. Let's get the episode going. I, I have to say, this yeah. episode is one of the ones that you and I quote the most when we're just in random situations. We, we really do. Yeah, we really between do. That, this is one of the ones that really comes up. Between that and sweet mangoes, this is just one of those ones. <laughs> oh, sweet mangoes. <laughs> That'd be the catchphrase. I, I hope that maybe one day some, one of our listeners will be Somebody driving along. Somebody is going to go viral. Yeah, somebody will be driving along doing something. And go, oh, sweet mangoes. <laughs> where, where are the children? Oh, I forgot them at home. I've got to turn around and go get the children. Oh, sweet, sweet. mangoes. Oh, sweet mangoes. They're still in the house. <laughs> all right, so let's we get start on with this it. episode where Sheldon and Raj We've already Raj... wasted 10 minutes. Let's get That's it. all right. That's <laughs> fine. Um, so Sheldon and Raj are arguing about whether or not slow-moving xenon particles would emit light. And of course, Sheldon thinks he's right, and Raj calls him out as on his arrogance. And I love it how you know he Raj goes, you know, if you were a superhero, your your name would be Ar- uh, we Captain uh, Arrogance, and you know what your superpower would be? Arrogance. And I like how Sheldon goes, "Oh, you're wrong again. If I was a superhero, I would be called 
Dr. Aragonto and my uh, my um superpower would be arrogance. And it's like, oh okay. and so and so Ross starts to try and, and refute it. Argue that and Sheldon goes, Oh Penny. And she's like, the- what? He's like, Oh, nothing. I just didn't I just wanted Raj to stop talking. <laughs> Because we are, because I, I forgot to mention that this episode does open up in the Cheesecake Factory. Yes. Usually it opens up at the, either in the, at the, the, the apartment or a Caltech, but yeah, we're at the Cheesecake Factory. And, uh, and I, yeah, I really do how, you know, love it how Raj manages to, just to shut up. And I like it how Penny goes, okay, so, you know, I would ask you guys whether you want dessert, because but I know that on Tuesdays, Sheldon doesn't eat dessert. Um, Raj, if he wanted something, couldn't answer, ask me to, to get him anything. Although How, he could point at a menu and say that. Yeah, you actually yeah. said that. You said he could actually point at a, at a menu. But I guess, but, 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 okay, so point, does that actually constitute as talking as well? No. Pointing to what he wants? I wouldn't think so. I, I think he would be. It's just the vocalization he has problems I with. I don't think he'd actually even be able to do that. I think he's that far gone. I don't think that, so. I don't know. I don't agree. Um, and I like it how she goes. And if I asked Howard, he would actually make some, you know, reference to some creepy comment involving cheesecake or whipped cream. Whipped cream. And Howard's and, like, oh yeah. And I like it how she goes. And I can't. And I, if I asked Leonard, he can't eat anything because he's lactose intolerant. And I like it how he and goes. And if he ate something, his intestines would blow up like a balloon animal. And, she, and he goes, well, hang on a minute. I could, uh, I could uh, get the um, the fruit platter. And she goes, do you, do you want, want the fruit, the fruit platter? platter? And he goes, uh, well, does it have melons on it? Yes, yes. I just can't eat melons. Never mind. <laughs> and then, of course, the, then uh, Penny does point out that, oh, Howard, your uh, ex-girlfriend, Bernadette, just came on for a shift. And I like it how he's sitting there going, oh, yeah. And, and Leonard goes, how long has it been since you've seen her? And he goes, oh, not since we broke up. And he goes, how am I going to play this? I'm going to play this cool, detached. You know, just just very nonchalant, not very, not caring very much. And she turns around, and he absolutely dives underneath the table. And I like it how uh, Sheldon then calls him out for, oh, so you decided that you're going to go with coward and frightened underneath the table. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty good. So now we transition over to Howard. But I thought it was interesting that Sheldon was the one who said that rather than Leonard. Yeah. But then again, that this is Sheldon. He would actually point out someone's. Yeah, but um, he's pointing out a human relationship reaction. So it yeah, would, it would have Sheldon's... made more sense coming from Raj or Leonard. Yeah, but Raj okay, actually so Raj would couldn't, be the one. But Raj couldn't talk because Bernadette's walking too close to him. Mm, not necessarily. So I don't know, and but she does say hi, guys. So he, he I mean, Raj, Raj couldn't say hi back anyway if he if he wanted yeah. to Bernadette. So. Um, but, I, but I that's like why I'm out. saying it would have been made more sense coming from Leonard on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So now we transition over to Howard's bedroom. Which actually, while we're on the, the topic of me singing yeah. music badly, um, that scene when Howard is alone with, him, with himself in his bedroom, the theme music is a man and a woman from the 1966 movie by the same name by French composer, Francis Lye, who is most possibly most famous as being the composer of the 1970 film love story. And it is performed by the piano duo of Ferrante and Tyker. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the music is from the same guy who did, who uh, scored love story. That's that's a nice little nugget there. Yeah. I thought that Um, was, it's also a real bad earworm. 
<laughs> now he is dressed in his burgundy silk pajamas ready for love <laughs> his monogrammed burgundy silk pajamas i know which to which he also has a pair of shorts for the summer yeah so these are the long pant version he also has short pant version. now there is an episode coming up where we find that raj actually spends the night over at howard's house but he dresses in his silk pajamas and even raj says okay so how do you sleep in silk pajamas with silk sheets and not slip out of the bed? That is my a better, really interesting question. My better question is how would Raj fit in Howard's pajamas? Yeah, because because Raj, Raj uh, Howard more... is basically wears a boy's large, and yeah. Raj wears men's size clothes. Yeah, so how would hmm. he even get into the pajamas? Don't know. Mm-hmm. No idea. Um, but of course we, you know, and Howard's turning off lights and dimming lights and turning on the lightsabers. lightsabers at the back of him. And he goes, um, I love the lightsabers above the bed. I know. And he says, um, it's nice to see you again. And then of course we see Katie Sackhoff laying next to her, like next to him. In her going, Battlestar Galactica flight, flight suit. suit. I know. And she's um, like, Howard, why am I wearing my Battlestar Galactica flight suit? And he looks at him and he's like, well, why are you in bed with me? If we start questioning these things, it all breaks down. <laughs> <laughs> and and I like it how she goes, oh, sorry. And she sarcastically says, oh, ravish me, Howard. My loins ache for you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and of course, then she and then he looks over again and Katie Sackhoff is gone and Bernadette is in well, her No, didn't his board. mother yell up where was uh, my about, girdle that's and it my distracted girdle. him so he looked at the door to yell back at her and then when he turns back it's, it's Bernadette. Bernadette yeah in her uniform and uh I like it how the fantasy Bernadette tells Howard that that he must not be over her yet well it's like and he's like well okay so where were we <gasps> Bernadette why are you here and she's like well we were you were just about to rip off my uniform with your teeth and he goes well no and he she goes well yes because clearly you're not over me and she and of course he goes no that's not true and then katie goes well yes it is true um and on and, the other side of him yeah on the other side of him and of course then howard confesses confesses his confusion and suddenly suddenly george takei arrives and joins well, in the may family. i help <laughs> <laughs> now, I'd like to just point out, okay, a couple of things about George yeah. Takei re- really quickly. Yeah. The costume he's wearing is the same one from Star Trek for The Voyage Home. Thank you. I was going to ask you what that one was. Yep, yep. That was from Star Trek Four. And while George Takei is not the first actor from the star- from a Star Trek series from the Star Trek universe to make an appearance in the show, that honor actually goes to Will Wheaton from Next Generation. He is the first actor from Star Trek, the original series, to do so and will be later followed, sorry, spoiler alert, by Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner. Yes. God rest, uh, rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. That was such a shame. That was such a shock when we lost him. I almost got to see him speak. Um, I went, I drove all the way up to North Adams to the museum up there, and he was going to talk about his book. And I had I was literally front row center for this. And earlier in the day, he'd had a little bit of the episode of an episode, and they took him to the hospital just to make sure everything was okay, and they ended up canceling the lecture. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And that, yeah, and then there was another time when he was doing a book signing at a gallery in um, Northampton, and he, and and I just missed out on that one too. Damn! But my friend Sulis got to pose for him uh, to be photographed for one of his books. 
Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, so I like it how when um when you know George Takei arrives, Katie asks if Howard, do you have any latent homosexual desires? <laughs> because no, he and, and 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 he's and but George Takei's like, well, but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how Katie looks at George and goes, Can I ask you a question? And he goes, Yes. And she goes, How do you how did you stop getting typecast? You know, in and as a science a, fiction icon. icon. And he goes, you try to reach out, you try to do string burn, you try to do this, but all they, all the people want is, of course, let in, Captain. And I like Um, she goes, yes, it's freaking, freaking. And they, she, they walk out and goes, Howard's like, Katie, come back. (laughs) But of course, we do see that now, um, unfortunately, Howard. Thank you for talking and not letting me get a word in edgewise to the point of forgetting what I wanted to say. I'm sorry. I'm like, hey, you're totally ignoring me. I am not ignoring you. I was. I'm like to... waving at you, saying I want to jump in here, and you won't stop talking. I was getting to the end of the scene. I know, but maybe I wanted to say something in the middle of the scene, and now I can't remember what I wanted to say. Well, when you when you remember mm. it, then. All right. So when they're talking about the latent homosexual tendencies, see, need to stay in the scene. Um, it actually made me. Uh, it made me think about Leonard's mother and when she was having lunch with the boys at Caltech and she was talking about the latent homosexual relationship between Howard and Raj. Oh yeah. That's but, right. And, and it actually lends credence to her theory. Yeah. I, I like the fact that like Bernadette, uh, like when this happens and Katie does question him, you know, Howard does say, no, no, I don't. But, but as you've said to me before, they could have written one or both of them as gay in this in yeah. the series. I still think Raj should have been, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think Raj sort of like I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I it's hard to work out who would be. Yeah, I don't know. In an alternate universe, I think there was an alternate universe um, uh, episode. They were they were at lunch at the Cheesecake Factory, and I think Bernadette was looking over to say that he was cute. Mm-hmm. And then I think, oh yeah, the one where they're fantasizing when they're um old and fat and single together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and then uh, I think I think I think Raj was the one that actually wiped Howard's mouth, and he goes, "Oh, she got Bernadette goes, oh, never mind." Yeah, you know, you can see that there was maybe uh, they were yeah. gay. So, and of course, unfortunately, after Howard's mother yells at him, saying that she found his girdle. The night's activities are completely over because how? No, she said the. I found my girdle. It it was in the dryer. It must have shrunk because I'm popping out all over like the Pillsbury Doughboy here. And he's like, "Well, with that visual in mind, I think our evening activities are done here." Which, but I do like it how when um when Katie Sackoff is in bed with Howard on the opposing side to where Bernadette was, I like it how she goes. Uh, with regards to past experiences would be over by now which means that he would no you definitely are still hung up on her because by because based on past experiences we'd already be done by now yeah <laughs> i mean katie Sackoff has actually shown up in his bubble bath yep but of course that that didn't go very that was well when they were first dating but when that, he and bernadette were first dating yeah but that didn't go very well because um well katie was... Sackoff was like you could hit me out with a real woman why are you here with me yeah, exactly. I'm not even, you know, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, I'm not even me. I'm I'm currently in Beverly Hills dating a rich tall guy. 
it's like, oh, okay. So, yeah, football player. Yeah. So now we've got this situation where she's, yeah, this, yeah, she understands exactly yeah. why it is that <laughs> the, the experiences with Howard sort of ends prematurely, unfortunately, yeah. which we can all read between the lines on that one. Yep. Because the mystery is still surrounded why Howard and Bernadette broke up. And, and of course, when we see that, um, because they're, cause they're eating in the cafeteria at, um, at Caltech, and Leonard's like, well, so what happened? And he goes, you know, Howard me- merely says it was something stupid. And I like it how Leonard goes, well, that that could be anything. Well, that goes without saying. Yeah, but he goes, that could be anything from farting in bed to killing a homeless guy. And, of course, ha- Howard goes, well, and he goes, oh, oh my you God. You killed a homeless guy. <laughs> and, of course, now we see, and that is, see, that question is not answered right now. We don't know exactly what's going on, but we know it's something stupid. But of course, now we see Raj and and uh, Sheldon are walking back into the cafeteria, and they're arguing because in Sheldon's office, all Raj wants is a desk, and Sheldon doesn't have any funds. You know, even though he's gone and afforded himself a glow in the dark ant farm, a marshmallow gun that uh, obviously shoots marshmallows, and there was something else that he's got in his in his office that he actually gone and and purchased with office supplies. Can't remember the third one that he had, but he's, he's got uh, Howard's got. Uh, sorry. Sheldon's got three things that he bought, which is just ridiculous. He's got the he's got the ant farm. He's got the the oh, that's right, and the the um, uh, desk full of red vines. Oh yeah, the desk full of re- a drawer full of full red, red vines, vines, a marshmallow shooting gun, and, and an a glow in the dark ant farm. Yeah, and I look at how Leonard goes. Why do you want glow in the dark ants? And he goes, Oh, because I do their best work at night. <laughs> and I look at him. He goes, I just don't have the funds for a desk. And Raj goes, Well. Why don't I buy my own desk? And, and Howard's like, yeah, why doesn't he just yeah. buy his own desk? And of course, Raj, and of course, then Sheldon goes, where? And he stops. And he's, and he's like, like, well, that's ridiculous. And they're like, why? And he's like, oh. well, and he just cannot come with a, up with an answer. But the answer that he comes up is with, well, it's my office. <laughs> yeah. So we do see that this argument is really over because after Raj decides he's going to buy his own desk, Sheldon just doesn't have an argue, argument to counter it, unfortunately. Nope. So, of course, now we're over at Penny's apartment, and Penny is in the middle of trying to get her laundry together, where she hears three knocks, followed by Penny, not, no, not, Penny, not, no, not, Penny, and she opens the door, and Howard's standing there with a recording of Sheldon, which is very, very smart. I mean, you know, she's not going to open But it sounded recorded. Yeah, it, it did a little bit, but it if was you very... pay attention, it actually sounds like it's yeah. been recorded. But it is very, very ingenious. Um, and of course, Howard asks her, did you know, he actually says, you know, is Bernadette seeing anybody? Um, you know, is there any, is has, does she talked about me or whatever? And so he asks her to see if she could actually talk to Bernadette and see if she'll agree to meet with him. And of course, she goes, well, I need to know why you broke up with Bernadette in the first place. And he and he says, well. It, it's embarrassing. She goes, yeah, that's what I'm counting on. Come on, spill it. And he does say that, well, listen, have you have you ever played the, the game World of Warcraft? And she goes, uh, no. Yeah, or no, is that, have you ever heard World of Warcraft? Warcraft, she, that's like, The right. game? That's, yeah. And then she, and he goes, well, do you know that the characters in the game can have sex with each other? And she's like, oh. Oh, no, I, I see where this is heading. Yeah, and he goes, and he goes, he says, her name was Glacinda the Troll. <laughs> and obviously they were having cyber sex. And of course, Penny like, goes, Howard, I, yeah. how could 
did you? Yeah. And as, and Penny you does thought, agree. Well, she that... didn't even hear my side of it. Well, what's your side of it? It could have been anybody. It might have been a 50-year-old nerd. Truck driver. Truck driver, driver. In, in New Jersey. And she goes, and Penny goes, and that didn't make her feel better? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and Penny does agree that it is embarrassing, and it really is. I mean. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it rather is. humiliating. Yeah. So then Howard lays on a psychological guilt trip that gets her immediately to call Bernadette because he does say, you know, that, you know, maybe no, it was it's a- not. No, it's not a psychological guilt. The psychological guilt trip gets her to agree to think about think calling about her it. because she doesn't want to get in the middle of it. Yeah. But then he does a Donald Trump where he just won't leave her alone until she agrees. Yeah. And he doesn't even grab her by, you know, what's it? <laughs> oh, that's just because she punched him in the face again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She has already, she's already bu- almost busted his nose in the other occasion. So of course now we see that Sheldon is walking into his office, and as we're as we're tw- as the as he's walking, he's walking with um uh, Leonard, and Leonard's just basically telling him about what had actually happened with um Howard and Bernadette, and I like it how Sheldon goes, "Why are you telling me this?" And of course Leonard goes, "I don't know. Sometimes I look at you and I don't realize you're not Sometimes a real boy." Sometimes your emotions are so realistic that I forget you're not a real boy. <laughs> of course, then Sheldon goes to open up his office door, and oh my god. There is a, a gargantuan wooden desk. It's like desk. the size of the resolution desk in, in the White House. It's huge. It takes up the majority of the remaining space in the room. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Sheldon asks, you know, how did you get this up here? And now, he goes, you do know that this desk does not appear in any other episode, right? Um, It doesn't go into, into Raj's new office? I don't believe so, no. No, I think it does. I think it stays for a little while i, I, think, I don't remember I think seeing it in any other episode because because he's going to be in sheldon's office for about uh, the next couple of weeks okay we're going to keep an eye on it but i don't think we see yeah. it again all right let me, let me okay outside of sheldon's office because right now it's going to be in his office for the but next i don't I think, think yeah. we see it again that's right, my point all right let's let's uh and of course i like how sheldon says that this disc was a brogdignagium monstrosity try saying that three times really fast yeah, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> so Sheldon describes Raj's desk as Brobdenagdian, as a Brobdenagdian monstrosity, yeah. explaining that it is a British idiom. Actually, he's referring to the imaginary giant's kingdom of Brobdenag in Jonathan Swift's book, Gulliver's Travels, and Brobdenagdian means excessively large. Well, that is true, because this, this desk is excessively large. and I like But it it's how... not technically a British idiom. It's from no. British literature. Oh, okay. And I do like it how Sheldon does say to Raj, get it out of here. And he goes, no. And he goes, yes. He goes, no. He goes, yes. He goes, listen, Sheldon, I've got, what, how many brothers? Three brothers? Four brothers and three Three sisters. sisters. I I can can do do this this all day. day. And and he goes, well, how did you get it up here? And he goes, that's for me, Carlos, Jesus. Jesus and and Carl to find out. Yeah. To to, to to, know and for you to find out. To find out. And I like it how Sheldon goes, I'm going to get it out of here. And Raj's like, okay, knock yourself out. Hey, knock out. yourself out. And I like how Sheldon goes, help me move my desk. And he goes, no. And he yeah. goes, yes. And he goes, no. And he goes, come on. No, I'm not I'm not going to do this. I'm, I'm not going to move your desk. No. And he goes, I like it how, you know, Sheldon goes, that was a very, what are we going to do, tit for tat? Well, that was a very good tit. Just wait for my tat. And as he goes <laughs> to walk out, he goes, Raj goes, Sheldon, he goes, what? And he goes, no. no. See what I did there? I turned it around. (laughs) 
So now we're at the Cheesecake Factory, and Bernadette has actually agreed to meet Howard after her shift. And with oh, Penny- oh, sorry. Before, okay, yeah. as we get back into talking about this World of Warcraft thing, yeah. Um, I just want to point out that the characters in World of War. So Howard tells Penny, and the World of Warcraft characters are able to have sex with each other, and that he did the cyber nasty under the Bridge of Souls. However, neither can the character actually have sex, or does a Bridge of Souls exist in the game? Oh, really? Yep. Okay, so I didn't know that one. I thought that was actually... Nope, that's not a thing. Oh, okay. So all those people who are like, oh, cool, we can do this in the game, and there's this cool place to do it. Uh Uh-uh. You can't do it. Nope. Sorry, sorry, everyone. And then then there are that group of people listening that that do play World of Warcraft going, that's bullshit. You can't do that. There is no... Uh, Although of- we should do World of Warcraft, uh, the movie on the home class. Oh my god, we have to watch that one. Yeah, we haven't watched yeah. it in ages. It was actually quite good. Yeah, I so a little bit of a side note Kat was actually where we you're working at a call center, and some guy got a World of Warcraft limited edition collectible oh, yeah. and decided that he didn't want it and gave it to Kat, and he she bought it home. Yeah, it, it was uh, he used it as a like a team incentive thing. And I had my choice of tickets to the ice capades, which I knew you would hate. And I was had and I was new in the country and had no other friends other than my husband. And he gave me a choice between tickets to the ice capades and this collectible. I'm like, yeah, I'll take the collectible, which really surprised him because he didn't know I was a, a nerd. And it's from the Lord of the Rings. Yes, yeah, so that's right. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Was and it was and it was from that scene where they were camping and this like troll like creature came and was holding Gimli up by the ankle. So it's like yeah. that scene. And yeah, so I, I have this really awesome which, which actually is in storage at the moment. I should get that out and display it. Yeah, you need to. It is yeah. an is an amazing collectible. It yeah, it really is. Awesome. Sorry, um, I said not there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, so Penny was working nearby and of course she comes over and um, you know, because Bernadette and Howard are trying to have a conversation and Penny comes over. And Penny just wants to listen. (laughs) Penny really wants to listen. So she brings over some iced tea. And of course, the the conversation had started about the fact that, you know, um, Bernadette says to him, actually, no, he says to her, have you been seeing anybody? And she goes, no, how about you? And he goes, well, you know, men. Nobody real. Yeah, it really goes, you know, men have needs. And she goes, oh, so you have been seeing, you know, and seeing someone. And she goes, he goes, well, no, not real. And she goes, you, you don't mean slutty trolls, do you? <laughs> and I like it how Penny comes over and she gives him them some iced tea, brand new on the menu. And of course, Benedict goes, yeah, I know it's brand new. I work here. And I like it how Penny looks at Howard and goes, so slutty trolls, yes or no? And he, she, he goes, look, do you have anywhere else you, that you need to be? And Not where goes, I can hear you. Not where I can hear you. <laughs> so, of course, she then walks away after hearing the no, there is no slutty trolls. and. This is where Bernadette actually says, well, you know, you were in that, you were in your room clicking that troll's brains out when we could have been having sex. And he's like, what? And she goes, yeah, we could have been having sex, but you never made the move. And he goes, well, I didn't know you wanted me to make the move. And she goes, a girl doesn't go out with you with your good looks, your, your, the way you dress and your tight hoochie pants. I love the hoochie pants line. Without expecting the move. And he goes, son of a bitch. And I like it how Penny comes out and comes over and goes, complimentary nachos. And she and she she puts the plate down and goes to walk away and she goes, Oh my god, haven't they even had sex? Oh wow. And then she comes back and she goes, Listen, sorry. Um, 
my boss actually says I can't actually give nachos away. So whenever you're ready, here's the bill. <laughs> yeah. So we do see that Bernadette has decided that, yeah, she is going to, um, you know, agree to start seeing Howard again. And this is where we see Howard and Leonard walking down the hallway of, of um, Caltech. And Leonard does say, oh, about the, the fact this the slutty troll incident. And he goes, oh, so what, Bernadette told you? And he goes, no, 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 Steve Patterson told me. And Howard goes, what, the greasy old fat guy in facilities? Yeah. He's like, and well, it, how would he know? He's like, oh, he's listening to the troll. You just see him suddenly go, oh. Because, you know, he did, he had said, you know, this guy could be a fat trucker from New Jersey. Yeah. And now he's a he's a fat old greasy guy in facilities management. And it's yep. like, oh, so it is true. Yeah. Of course, they also witnessed Sheldon and Raj fighting with marshmallows and Nerf guns in the office. And I like it how they open up the door and or Leonard opens up the door and there's this, you know, marshmallows flying all over the place. And he just quietly closes the door and he looks at Howard and he goes, Yeah, well, anyway, that's that. So, yep. So the so now we are seeing that Howard and Raj have gone on a Howard and Raj Howard and Bernadette have actually gone on a date. Yep, and it seems to have gone really, really well. <laughs> this is the one that we always. I'm sorry. This most. is this is the part that just okay. We'll we'll have to take turns am, doing the lines. I am going to let you start off the. So we've got we've got the situation where Bernadette and Howard have actually finished their date. Now this is the end of the evening. They're sitting in the car, right? And yep. of course. Katie Sackhoff. So, so Katie Sackhoff is is in the back seat going, "Come on, Howard, kiss her goodnight." And I like it how George Takei goes, um, "No, we've mm-hmm. only we've only oh, no, 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 oh, no, right. no, no, uh, uh, no." Goes, stop. Katie, Katie Sackhoff says, "Okay, now kiss her goodnight." So Howard moves in. They're kissing goodnight. Okay, now give her some tongue. And that's when George Takei shows up in the backseat going, oh, no, 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 it's no, too soon. We've only just rekindled the relationship. And 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 Katie's like, no, come on. La, 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 la. <laughs> and now he and then just... she's like, see, because he starts doing and it. I like it. And George Takei goes, oh, OK. Yeah. And then then Katie says, says. And now Katie's like, now make the move. And, he, and of course, George Takei goes, no, no, no. It's too soon. Trust me, she's ready. Make the move. No, a woman wants to be courted. Well, she wants to be wooed. Wooed. Courted. Slowly. Katie looks and she says, how would you know? I read. (laughs) Best part of the entire episode. And I like it how he does make the move and Bernadette stops him. And of course, she and he's like, what? And she goes, no, 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 you can't make the move now. We've only just started a new relationship. I need to get to know you again. And he goes, he said, well, but it's still me, the guy with the hoochie pants. <laughs> and she goes, it's okay. You know, we'll get is, there. We'll get and there. And Katie looks at George Decay and he just shrugs like, eh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, because she's like, ah, oh, yeah, sorry. I, I, thought he, uh, I thought she was ready. And I just want to point out if, if, if George Decay ever listens to this episode, we are massive, huge, ginormous super fans. We would not be creepy, but we just want to tell you how much we love you. We read. <laughs> you do that so well. <laughs> it's the only George Decay thing that I can do. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, oh, my. I In fact, read. I believe George Decay has a podcast called Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Sorry, I love so, George Decay so much. He is just br- he he did a he wrote actually a Broadway show 
um, and the name is just escaping me right now, but it was about his family's experience in an Asian American concentration camp in America during World War II in really? like, California. Yeah. And Allegiance, any, I think it's called. And any any of our female listeners that like the sound of my voice, I read. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, the war between children. Yeah, it's called Allegiance. And oh, apparently they've okay. made a film out of it. Oh, okay. Um, so in the final scene of this episode, we finally see that the war between Sheldon and Raj is absolutely heating up and, and Leonard is walking past uh, Sheldon's office and goes, what is that smell? And Sheldon is actually mixing, mixing hydrogen sulfide and ammonia gas to counter Raj's cinnamon apple scented aromatherapy candles. And I like it how he, and no, 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 he doesn't yet. No, that's wrong. Because he is, he's mixing hydrogen no, sulfide it's, it's, it's and ammonia. For pest control. For pest control. And I like it how Raj comes up and goes, listen, what do you think you're trying to do? I've lived in Mumbai where cows basically shit in the in the street and nobody's had a solid bowel movement. And, he, and of course, he does say, well, let's see how. Now, and I'd like to point out that when Sheldon opens the door, he is wearing a gas mask. Gas mask, yeah. And it's not working on Raj. And of course, Raj does say, well, let's see how this How it stands up to my cinnamon apple scented aromatherapy candles. candles. And I like it how Leonard goes, you're mixing mixing uh, hydrogen sulfite and ammonia gas. And and, uh, she goes, yes. Isn't that flammable? Highly. Highly. Oops. Oh, oops. (laughs) Then we just see this. (laughs) Oh, dear. The the gas is a Of course, there's a huge flash of light. And I like it how now. Raj had also brought in a little bird, a little pa- uh, a little budgie into the office. and Because and Sheldon, Sheldon doesn't is... like birds. Oh, Sheldon... no, Sheldon Cooper's afraid of birds. Look, Sheldon, birdie, a birdie, a birdie. <laughs> so now we see that Raj is walking out. He's basically singed. His hair's standing on end. He's holding the bird in its cage. And, and even Kat said that bird would have been incinerated at that flash of, of, of fire. Oh, and... that bird would have been dead from the fumes. Yeah, with the fumes. But, of course, I like it how Raj walks out and he looks at the children and goes, this is not over by a long shot. The episode goes black, and that is the end of this episode. That's okay. how fast this episode is. Now, I'd like to point out, <laughs> yeah, we've already been going for 40 minutes, honey. Um, we've been going twice as long as the episode. Well, we get sidetracked, and this is what people <laughs> love to listen to us Okay. Before. Now, I said this at the time we were watching it, that mm-hmm. the hydrogen sulfide, especially if you mix it with ammonia, is extremely toxic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, okay, so hydrogen sulfide is toxic to humans and most other animals by inhibiting cellular respiration in a manner similar to hydrogen cyanide, which is okay. what they used in the concentration camps. Yeah. When it's inhaled or its salts are ingested in high amounts, damage occurs to organs rapidly with symptoms ranging from breathing difficulties to convulsions and death. Sheldon would not have used this because he would not, you know, as as annoying as he is, he still wouldn't risk killing people. Okay. Okay, But but I've got a question for you. Just, uh, I just want to ask you in small quantities though, would it have affected him the same way as large quantities? In to a to a smaller degree, but yes. So so Sheldon couldn't couldn't necessarily mix a smaller quantity. No, it's toxic. It's toxic. highly highly toxic. Right. Okay. So he wouldn't okay. have used it. Yeah. And when exposed to flame, it is a genuine chemical reaction. Hydrogen sulfide burns explosively when mixed with air that produces water vapor and sulfur dioxide. Right. So. The explosion would have been a lot higher than what we it saw. It would have been. It it would have basically 
been like his office was bombed. Oh, right. And I'd also like to point out that the explosion would certainly have caused the fire alarms to go off. Yeah. Yeah, because Rose came out smoking. Yeah. So it would have actually hit the sensors and then the, yeah. the, the fire, it would the have set off would have the fire alarms. Yeah. And the sprinklers and would it would have taken out the office and probably the ceiling above and the floor below and caused all kinds of havoc. And the university would have fired him on the spot. Yeah. Look, I mean, there's, there's certainly levels of uh-huh situations. I play a game called um, Rainbow Six Siege. And in the game, there is a, there was a character by the name of Thermite and he actually has a, 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 a a device where he puts it against a solid object and he incinerates it and the thermite goes around and blows the the, the wall apart. Now we've all been t- basically told that thermite wouldn't have actually, wouldn't actually just blow the, the barrier off. It would literally decimate the room. Yeah. Even small concentrations of thermite does that. So, with what this character does, it would actually just not I not just make a breach hole to get into the room. It would level the, half the building yeah. anyway. So, so what Sheldon I guess was in this doing, regard, what Sheldon was doing yeah. would have leveled his office. It would have created a hole in the building. Yeah, but because this this show is so entertaining, we we just have that. Oh, okay. We'll yeah. just overlook that. We'll one. just overlook that one because if you really if you really dig too deeply into the Big Bang Theory, sometimes you sit there and go. Yeah, that's not possible. Oh, Paul, let's not question these things. If we look at it too closely, it all just falls apart. Oh, my. (laughs) I read. (laughs) Uh, And I tell you, everything, it makes up for everything just to have George Takei on it. (laughs) It does. I just, I just, I have loved him since Sulu. And I will adore him always. And I've listened to him talk, you know, and he's so... um, such a great activist and a support for equality and bringing awareness to things like um, what happened during World War II to Japanese and Asian, other Asian Americans. Yeah. Especially Japanese Americans, because after Pearl Harbor, they rounded up all of the Japanese Americans and put them in concentration camps. My mom uh, used to tell me stories about the fairgrounds in my hometown where I grew up was turned into a Japanese American concentration camp. That's amazing. Yeah. You don't think that something like that can happen in America, but it did. No, no, you wouldn't think that yeah. you, you think concentration camps like Auschwitz yep. and, and Dachau and, and things like that. You wouldn't actually, I mean, it wasn't that, that kind of concentration camp. But, it, but, was, it was more, it was more akin to the re-education camps in North Korea. Yeah. But you wouldn't think of that on an American soil. You think but you American still wouldn't would think of America putting incarcerating people on the basis of their race. Not at all. Or no. their not, their nationality. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But they're no. in, they're inherited. Even those who were born in America and were American citizens, if they were of Japanese descent, they were put in the camps. That's a, that's incredible. Because they might be related to somebody who is still in Japan and wanted to and and be and like send them information and use that and and after Pearl Harbor is like anybody who is even remotely connected to anything Japanese was suspicious. That's incredible. Yeah. Now, do we have any more fun facts or crazy credits? I have. Of course, I have crazy credits. Better do the crazy credits. I yes, I know. But I crazy just want credit, to point no. out. That we had two meals at Caltech and two at the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, we never saw the apartments. Nope. Other than we saw we saw Penny's apartment briefly when Howard does go in there to ask her about Bernadette, but we don't see uh, Leonard. Yeah, but otherwise it was 
Yeah, Caltech and Cheesecake Factory and Caltech this yeah. week. Okay, so fine. Chuck Lorre Productions number 300. 300, an auspicious card to me. At the very least, it represents my having had a hand in writing and producing 300 episodes of television, some of which were pretty good, some of which were in color. Additionally, it means that on 300 separate occasions, I tried to turn my one second of network time into a form of entertainment, or if you prefer, a form of inflammation. Some of the vanity cards were, like the TV shows preceding them, pretty good. Others were mm, grammatically correct, but still 300. That has to count for something, right? That's got to be worth some kind of attaboy. I'm certainly not being paid to write these things. In fact, there are several people at CBS and Warners who'd probably pay me not to write them. Mental note, look, in, look into setting up a blind auction predicated on that idea. For the right price, I would permanently change my written vanity card to a cute picture. Maybe a photo from my roast re most recent colonoscopy. Let's see what the market fetches. Anyway, this is my 300th vanity card. I really wanted to write something that was as important as the number seemed to imply. I'm pretty sure I failed. Atta boy. I can honestly say a picture of your colonoscopy is not going to go down well. Yeah. <laughs> he has some very out there um, cards. Yeah, sometimes. you got to wonder if he's doing something. Oh, man. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> so on that happy note we are, we are going to be doing next week episode uh, season season four episode, episode five the desperation and emanation yes now this week's question now last week's was very very successful because everyone was answering about their their um their pets this week's question do you play any online games now i play gta and uh, gta 6 and rainbow six now if anyone wants to no, I play on um, Xbox. So if you want to get in contact with me on the Xbox, message me and I'll send you my um, my name that I play under on the Xbox. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to do it publicly. But if you want to um, play with me online on the Xbox, then just message me and we can do that. We can hook up on the Xbox. But yes. Hey. The, not that hook No up, slutty God. trolls, mister. Well, I just, okay, so in GTA, I managed to pick up prostitutes, but I take them into the military base so they can get out of the car and get shot by the by the army guys. Oh, you're so going to hell. <laughs> oh, no, the best one that I've ever done is I got, a, I picked up a prostitute and drove her all the way. If anyone's actually played GTA 6 online, I and anyone knows Mount Chiliad, I actually picked her up in the city, drove her all the way out to the very top of Mount Chiliad. She got out of the car to run away from me and fell down the mountain and killed and died herself. I killed herself. <laughs> You're so hey, I'm going to go to hell. But anyway, do you play any online games? So that is this week's question. So if you want to message me directly at perpetual, oh, sorry, we are, we are on PMS, perpetual motion squad zero zero at gmail.com. That is the direct uh, question line, but you can answer the questions on any listening platform that you listen to. Yep, yes, absolutely. And we'd love it if you would leave us a rating and a review and invite everybody you know to come and join the conversation. Yep, that'd be awesome. But yes, this was a great episode. I really do, I really did like this episode. This was, this was a good one. Yep. I, this is one of my favorite. Oh my, this is one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> I'm going to go and read. But then again, it, has George Takei. I mean, you just can't compete with that. Yes. Because he's oh. hilarious. 
Oh, okay. Oh, this is okay. So the next one, this episode number five, this is where we. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just reading. I'm not going to give. I'm not going to give the the uh, plot away. But yeah, I've okay. just read. I've just read the plot to see um what it is. So yes, what if for you next wanted, one, for next one for next week. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like this one. This is a very interesting one. But yeah, I really did enjoy this episode. So, Yeah, totally. Perfect. So that is the end of this episode. Thank you very much once again for everyone that's making this podcast a success. Everyone keeps coming back to listen to us time and time again, even if we do you know, stretch a 20-minute. Yeah, 20 yeah even if we do wander a bit sometimes. <laughs> we stretch a 20-minute uh, actual episode. 22-minute like. episode into 50 minutes. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And with that, we thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next time. And in the meantime, we'll catch up at the Cheesecake Factory. I read. I had a good time. Me too. Kiss her good night. (laughs) All right. Now, little tongue. Hold on there. We've only just rekindled the romance. Let's not sully the moment with the exchange of saliva. Don't listen to him. She wants it. Tongue. (laughs) See? Now make the move. Mm Mm-mm. Too soon. Trust me, she's ready. Make the move. No, no, no. A lady wants to be wooed. Courted slowly. How would you know? I read. Listen to me, Howard, it's time. Make the move now. What are you doing? You said the move, remember? Not now. We're starting a new relationship. I need to get to know you again. No, you don't. It's me, the lusty charmer with the fancy pattern and the hoochie pants. Be patient. We'll get there. Music and mythology, Einstein and astrology, all started with the Big Bang.